This is Sports Radio 100.9, The Mix. You've waited patiently all day. All wait. They were patient. They didn't get rushed. But Great Lakes Bay region, we finally arrived at the payoff from high school. House call for Isom. To college. Connor Stallions. Like, bro, get a life. To the pros. Wait, anything about Clayton Toon? No. And that's why I like it. We cover everything a Michigan sports fan could want. This is uncharted territory. And now, here they are. It's the payoff. Let's have some fun on a football Friday. No, get that. Get the Michigan fight song out of here. I don't want to hear it today, I don't blame you. I don't want to hear it today. I tried to to pull it out early. (laughs) The Michigan stuff is just beyond me at this point. Uh, For anyone still thinking that they're innocent, uh, I give up. I'm not going to lay into it. it. I'm not going to. I'll have time to. We'll have time to over the coming weeks. But today is is a day I think we just look at the bright side and look at the lines there, Ben. How you doing, by the way? Nice Friday. It's been a fun week. I want to talk about Lions. This is going to be a Lions show, but real quick, be. real quick on the, uh, the Michigan thing, uncle mm-hmm. T this Tim guy, the, the, the booster, this that's Tom guy, Tom guy, who's apparently funding the entire scheme. <laughs> if you need to know anything about him, read the article on yahoo.com. His, the last thing in the article quote from him. If you read the rules, mm. if you read the rules, it's not entirely clear. Any rules were broken. Uh, okay. Tells me everything I need to know about that guy. Well, that guy's Tim. You were right. The guy I'm talking about, Tom, I think Uncle T's Tom Brady. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Wouldn't that be the turn of that would the be century? Awesome. If that and was... I would give Michigan a break because I would be convinced that Brady and his influence maybe, you know, had, uh, if that were to happen again, and you get the tinfoil hats out, but. Uh, the hell is the NCAA going to do to Tom Brady? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that's Tom, why. How, how's anyone going to punish Tom Brady? He, he has the, he has the leverage where it's like, listen, I know. I think we, I think this is a, uh, a byline we could get around. I think this is a bylaw <laughs> that we could sort of maneuver around. I would trust in him. And I give Michigan a little less, uh, a little less grief there, but uh, who knows? Who knows? The Michigan fans are arrogant. And to be quite honest, I you have to you? admit something. Shut up. <laughs> I have to admit something. I've been a little bit arrogant as of last night, as of today, thinking about this Lions game on Sunday, I start to ask myself, what's going to happen? I start to do my research, as I often do, and I can't lie. I expect a Lions blowout. The spread is seven and a half. I expect, and I want to say demand, them to win by double digits. To me, that's the only way this Sunday is truly successful. Am I too arrogant to think that rooting for a team that hasn't won a playoff game in 30 plus years rooting for a franchise that let's be quite honest has been the laughing stock in the NFL for the last 50 years. This franchise has accomplished nothing. They don't deserve the benefit of the doubt on anything yet. I'm sitting here demanding expecting a blowout in a division game. Nonetheless, against the Chicago bears, they stink. And on paper, there's just simply no reason the Lions don't demolish this team in Ford Field. So I want to ask the people, am I being too arrogant? Is my head too big to demand, to expect? And basically look at this Dan Campbell-led team and think to myself, you have to go win by double digits for this to be a success. Am I too arrogant, John? 
I don't think Am so. Am I getting ahead I, of myself? No, I, I, the expectations for a great team, and it may seem strange. We've talked about this, obviously, where not that there's been, I, I guess, like being reluctant to be fully on with this Lions team, but obviously it's a case and a scenario where you've been hurt before. You know, there's been expectations and they haven't lived up to it, but this is a really great Lions team. There's Super Bowl aspirations still. There's expectations, even though against the Chargers, yeah, it wasn't the holistic, the overall three facets game you wanted to play. After the fact, Romo and Nance on CBS were talking the Lions up as a Super Bowl team. And if it's that's fine. true, yeah. If that's true, there's no reason you don't blow this awful Bears team out of the water. Yeah, it's fine to have high expectations, especially when your division has never been weaker. Now the Vikings obviously have come around and they're sort of in the corner of the eye in the back of the mind. But Bears are awful. And and I would be a little, maybe not less confident, but okay, maybe the Bears could stick with it if it wasn't Fields. But this is the first week Fields is coming back. There's going to be some confident rust. in the Bears without Fields? Well, I just don't know what to expect from Fields. If you were telling me he's 100% fully healthy beginning in the season, but I don't know where he's at. Well, I mean, last night was case in point where you felt, oh, a quarterback uh, is, is you know fully back in the fold and then got re-injured and didn't play like himself. I don't know where Fields is. And obviously, Chicago has done their due diligence in, in resting him and, and working him back slowly. But I, until I see him back to what I think was his best form of his career, which was early stages of this season. But was it? I, I Well, it's it's not great. 11 form, touchdowns, it was, it was six interceptions, okay. four it was, fumbles. It was, it was Yeah, exactly. But that gives me more confidence in Chicago uh, than I have right now. I just don't know what to expect from them. And I know there's been a lot of talking points, and I'm sure you're going to bring it up too with, oh, the Chicago rush defense. You should believe that the Lions have the best tandem in the backfield in the NFL because they do. There's no other team that has a two-headed monster like Montgomery and Gibbs. No. So, okay, and, and they you might not throw go- in the revenge yeah. game factor as well. Yeah, I, I don't think they're going to go off the way they did against LA, maybe, but... I don't expect them to have like less than a hundred yards or whatever Chicago's uh, averages against opponents this year. That's right. That's I mean, a, that they average 73 yards a game against them on the run. That's second in the NFL. Anything less than 100 total team yards in a lions game is a disappointing rushing attack. And I guess that goes right into the conversation of, do I expect too much of this team at this point in the season? Do I expect too much of this team that, Hasn't really proven anything yet. Let's not forget, as much as we love this team, as fun as it's been, and as much as we expect them to be in the playoffs and hopefully win a playoff game, Dan Campbell's never been in a playoff situation. Mm-hmm. Like, do we need to pump the brakes? Am I getting too far ahead of myself to sit here uh, in the Blazy Electric studio on a Friday night and say, if the Lions don't win by double digits against the division team, it's a disappointing game. That's where I'm at, and I want to ask the people, 989-837-6125, because we put it on Facebook a little bit earlier today, and I think there were some people saying blowouts, but most people were essentially just saying, all I want is a win. That's all I really care about. And I I can't sit there and agree, to be quite honest. There's no reason you can't blow this Bears team out of the water, and you don't really get another challenge the rest of the season until the last three games. Minnesota, Dallas, Minnesota once again. The next month, what am I supposed to take away from any close contest win? Bears, Packers, Saints, Bears, Broncos. And I guess the Broncos are a different story right now. But the next four games, the next month, 
if you don't win by a considerable margin, if you're not covering, shouldn't shouldn't that make you a little nervous that you're not blowing some of these teams out of the water? And I guess I'll give them one slip up in the next month, not a loss. You are not losing a game in the in the next month. That should not happen. If you do, it's a huge disappointment. But I'll give you one close game. Over the next four weeks, it's at Chicago, or excuse me, home Chicago, home Green Bay Thanksgiving, on the road against New Orleans, on the road against the Bears again. I'll give you one close game. Every other game, you should take care of business. Business trip. Especially at home the next two weeks. I mean, I can't remember a time in my life where I look up the schedule and think to myself, oh yeah, next two weeks, win-win. Win against Chicago at home. I can't remember ever going into a Thanksgiving game and being like, yeah, we're going to kick ass today. <laughs> it's got to feel nice. I've, I've never experienced this in my life. So am I getting too ahead of myself by saying they should win by at least double digits? They should smack this team right upside the head. 989-837-6125. Semi-condensed version of the payoff today, John, because we've got the Michigan State Spartans on at 630, trying to keep their season alive. Oh, come it's on. It's being held together by tape right now. They, they got, lose today. Good Lord. They got Butler out of the Big East, sort of middle of the road Big East team, at least the expectations, but they're 3-0 and overall. Michigan State double-digit uh, favorites. We'll see. John, we'll if see. Michigan State loses today. Oh, my eye all, on that one. Uh, East Lansing might burn down. Oh, come East on. East Lansing might deprive. I, I can't even imagine and, and how a, sad that campus is right now and if a, they lose. And aside before we go to commercial, I had the first time Izzo show on Wednesday. They love that man. I, I couldn't believe it listening to some of the questions. He is like Mr. Celebrity. I, I thought Harbaugh was big in Michigan. Izzo is beloved there, man. That, the Multiple uh, people just asking him questions and like a little nervous to speak in front of coach. I was, I was uh, very, I wasn't, I, I don't want to say surprised, but I was definitely taken aback. Harbaugh is polarizing. Tom Izzo, the people of East Lansing love him. The people outside of East Lansing, I think just respect him. Uh-huh. I don't think there's a ton of Tom Izzo haters. Until he starts screaming and yelling at coaches, then there's a bunch of softies on on social media saying, "Oh, you can't yell at your players like that. <laughs> Get lost." Nine eight nine eight three seven six one two five. Let's have some fun on a Friday here on one hundred point nine. The Mitt. You're listening to the Payoff, fueled by Forward Energy. Mitt. Back to the Payoff on the Great Lakes Bay Region's home for sports. Yeah, everybody looks good at home. Sports Radio one hundred point nine. The Mitt. Lions. Blowout. That's what I want on Sunday. Anything short of that is a disappointment. This Bears team stinks, and I'll tell you why right now. Everyone can sit here and tell you, oh, they've been so good against the run this year. They're second in the NFL in terms of opponent rushing yards per game. They haven't played a real rushing attack in a while. Kansas City put up 123 yards on them. And if you look at the Bears' schedule, cupcake, 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 cupcake. They're still losing. But yes, these teams, I'll give them credit. It's a good run defense team. It's not a great one. It's a good one. But I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this team is dominant against the run. I think that's a little bit inflated. 3.2 yards per carry? Doesn't really matter when your cornerbacks can't cover a dead guy. Jalen Johnson's a stud. That's where I'll give the Bears some credit. Jalen Johnson's a stud on the outside. But their other corner, Tyreek Stevenson, he can't guard anybody. You're going to be able to torch this guy. 
do whatever you want with him. Run circles around him for all I care. He may as well be playing with his shoes tied together. He's not covering a Monroe St. Brown. I, I forget what... It, PFF, he's like 103rd out of 117 corners. He stinks. Nice. He's really bad. So there's no reason the Lions can't score. There's no reason the Lions can't score early. And if they're going to dominate at the very beginning of the game, I'll tell you right now, this Bears team is not equipped to play from behind. They want to run the ball, and they're pretty good at it. They're not equipped to pass. Justin Fields passing 40 times a game will result in four turnovers. He's thrown a pick every time he's played Detroit. He's already thrown six interceptions this year, four fumbles. He hasn't even played half the season. He's prone to turning the ball over. So if you get up early on this team, they're not getting themselves back into it. So you have to control the run game early if you're the Lions. I get it. It's, it's the Bears' strength. Go right at them. This is the, one of the best offensive lines in the entire league, if not the best. And they're not going to have Jonah Jackson. He was ruled out today. Don't care. Go tell the Bears your best strength is not a problem to us. Go dominate the run game. Ben Johnson said, we don't care who we're playing. If we want to run the ball, we'll run the ball wherever and whenever we want, regardless of the circumstance. So go impose your will on this crappy Bears team. And if Jared Goff wants to have himself a hell of a day, go nuts. That's PFF's top quarterback right now. Number one offense in the NFL. Number, er, number two offense, number one team overall. Jared Goff should demolish this Bears secondary. They can't guard me and you, John. Maybe you. You got the height. I don't know about me in the slot. Didn't You, you just <laughs> told me last week you could guard a... Or you could get open against a... A 40-year-old. A 40-year-old former NFL player, right? Yeah, <laughs> a little time in the NFL. Uh, listen... The one thing I would I would say a, a little bit of a pushback, um, and I and I think maybe it's just uh, recentering to what we talked about in the opening segment because I don't think that the rush defense for Chicago is going to be a problem. I think Detroit should still try and establish the run, not go to the pass too early, establish the run until they stop it, and that be the game plan. Honestly, because the Chargers' defensive line seemed like it was intimidating and then wasn't. I don't know if anyone even if they're good as a collective unit, scares you about Chicago. The one thing, and we didn't mention it on the open, but a lot of people on the Facebook comments are mentioning it, I don't really feel any fear with Justin Fields. But because he's a mobile quarterback, are you a little hesitant with that? Like, do you do you think this is the week that See, they find out how to contain a mobile And I know he's not Lamar. I get that. Nobody's Lamar. Let's, let's like, be very clear. I, I get Nobody that. is Lamar. He's not Mahomes. I get that. Here's the thing about Justin Fields, though. He can move around all he wants. He can run up and down the field. The more and more, if you get this guy moving and he still wants to throw the ball, he'll just lose himself the game. He can't help himself but to give the ball to the defense. Yeah, he's going to kill you uh, on the ground. Like, let's just be honest. Justin Fields is going to pick up yards on the ground. Whereas Lamar Jackson is perfectly capable of killing you with his arm. Justin Fields can't do that. So sure, you can go run for 100 yards if you want. It doesn't matter if you're throwing for 73, which is what he threw for last time. And this defense isn't proved. I still think there's problems on this defense. I still think there's holes that prevent me from really saying that this is a team I believe to win the Super Bowl. But they're better than last year. And Justin Fields didn't do anything against the Lions last year. He couldn't. 
He ran all over this team, but he couldn't do anything through the air. You want to contain Justin Fields as much as you can. You can that's that's the thing, John. You say, Am I nervous for Fields because he has a you know a track record of running around? Well, Justin Fields can extend plays and still look down the field and killed you with his arm. Justin Fields, the more time you give him, the more likely he is to make a mistake. Justin Fields, I mean, sure, go ahead, run. I don't care. As long as you're not running for a 75-yard touchdown, go nuts, knock yourself out. Probably end up getting hurt again. And that's the other thing. We don't know how healthy he is. Sure, call him 100%. That's, that's where I am with you don't, this. He doesn't want to get hit right now. Keep him in the pocket. That benefits the Lions. Yeah. The more and more that guy wants to throw the ball and not get hit, the more it helps Detroit. Because the more, likely, the more throwing attempts he has, the more turnovers he'll have. It's that simple. The ratio's not there. Whereas Jared Goff is the complete opposite. He can't move to save his life. And he might be the only quarterback left in the league that simply can't move and still runs an efficient offense. Their car can't move, and the Saints suck. Their only form of offense is giving the ball to Alvin Kamara. Saints still in the mix in the South. No, they're not. <laughs> Everybody so That South division sucks. Might be your I playoff opponent. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. No, because that would mean uh, no, the Lions no, yeah. would be a wild card team. That's true. That's true. They'll get there. I think it'll be fine. Are you worried about Justin Fields? I'm not. That was, a, but I, I felt you were more so than I was. No, I, I just don't know where his health's at for me to worry. Here's, like if you told me he was a hundred, even if you told me he was beginning of the season, Justin Fields, and I know you mentioned the statistics, the six interceptions, the four fumbles, and only what one more touchdown with those uh, four yeah. uh, ten turnovers mixed in, right? Yeah. But he still had the ability to move, still made plays. Because for for me, at least my take on Fields, and maybe I've been more patient with him. Uh, in terms of his development, I still think he could be a stud. And he shows these flashes of being that. It's just he hasn't been on the field Does enough he? for it Does to be he? sustained. I think I've seen On that. the ground, but like... I, I think I've seen that from time to time. But... He's, he's, he's one in four in games he's played this year. Yeah. It's been tough. What was their fields. one win? The, uh... The Washington football team. <laughs> or the command... Bring back That was the, the Thursday team. night game. Yeah, I was trying to think back uh, to that. Yeah. Yeah. Two of their three wins are on Thursday night football, yeah. which like ha- only half counts. Thursday night football games are weird, man. It's weird. Weird stuff happens in those games. Yeah, because that that's, last night was a perfect example. That that was where I was impressed with Fields because that was the DJ Moore game. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was DJ Moore went. No, and as yeah. long as you shut him down, it shouldn't matter. And it's easier said than done because I mean the Chargers had one guy you had to cover in Keenan Allen, and you couldn't do that. But I think DJ Moore is a step down from Keenan Allen, to say the least. And not to mention, the Bears can't protect Justin Fields. The Lions can't get after quarterbacks. But Aiden Hutchinson might finally show up on the stat sheet with a sack this week because they fail to protect Justin Fields every single game. And he'll run into sacks. Like, my goodness, for all the guys we, we credit for being great at avoiding sacks, like Mahomes, all these great mobile quarterbacks, Herbert, couldn't get to him. Fields runs into guys. He might hand Hutchinson a sack and say, hey, happy early Thanksgiving, I guess. I'm thankful. You know what I'm not thankful for? Playing for this awful organization. Can't put together two wins in a row to save their lives. I can't <laughs> believe this team has three wins. What it, we gave our spread picks yesterday, and if you missed it, you can go back on any of the podcast platforms to search the payoff. Do you have a score prediction, though? Do you have a feeling of how this game's going to look? 31 to 10. Really? Eh, maybe, After a good okay, early start, how about I'm this? Feeling. How about this? How about right. this? 
31 to 17. The Bears can climb themselves back into it, but it'll be garbage points. Like, if this game is close, I think it's going to be garbage points at the end. The opposite of the way, you know, the Tampa Tampa Bay game went, you know, where it's like, it's close for a little bit, and then you pull away at the end. I think this might be the opposite. The Lions are going to take the lead very early, and then similar to maybe Carolina. Maybe Carolina is the way to look at this. The Lions blow Carolina out of the water, but they still put up 24 points. Did any of those points really matter? No. Same thing with, eh, no, I guess Atlanta only scored six points. I I think if the Bears are scoring points, most of them are going to be meaningless because they're already out of it. You're not going to be able to play from behind if you're the Bears on this. You got to take a lead early, and I don't think they're going to be able to. I think that's the key. Because like you said, Chicago playing, and I guess it's an NFL cliche or whatever, but I think especially emphasized, Chicago is not a team that can dig itself out of a hole. Well, they're a rushing attack, and they've, they've been pretty good on the ground this year, with or without Justin Fields. This rushing attack has been pretty good. Like, they've put up numbers against good defenses. You can't rush the ball every single play if you're down by 14. Breaking news, I didn't... I don't know if anyone was aware of that, but when you go down by 14, you have to pass the ball. The more Justin Fields passes the ball, the less that team wins. And you believe in this guy? How, how does that work? What? It Fields? Yeah, you want, you want the... No, I'm we, we got to get to our picks. We got to get to yeah, our picks. Well, no, we got to get to your... Uh, My Lions your prop, prop picks. picks. I've been on fire. That's next on the payoff fueled by Forward Energy. Back to the payoff. All right, John, we've been doing these Lions prop picks for two weeks now. First week, I went five for six. Last week, I went four for five, nine for 11 overall. I don't like to pat myself on the back for a lot of things. You just did. I'm pretty hard on myself most of the time. But I'm I'm that dude. You are. With with the prop picks. With with Lions prop picks. Nothing Uh else. I lose money (laughs) a lot betting on other prop picks. But Lions, if I only bet on this, I'd be rich. If I keep... Continuing this success, I might just quit the job here and do this full time. There you just go. Bet no, thousands I, and thousands of dollars on Lions prop picks. I'm the millions. King, I'm the king of the spread picks. You're the king of the prop yeah, picks. Okay. And Brad could read Pro Football Focus, so he has the ability <laughs> to read, but nothing else in terms of you making money. But yeah. All right, we've got three minutes. Maybe he's good to stock market or something. Who knows? <laughs> Let's get this done. First one: Jameer Gibbs over in receiving yards at only twenty-five and a half. The Bears rank. 31st in DVOA against running backs in the passing game. In terms of most receiving yards um, allowed by the running back position, Chicago's number one by over 100 yards. They've allowed five touchdowns. Over under 25 and a half. I'm taking the over, John. There we go. I do want to, what's Gibbs' career high with receiving yards this year? Um, usually they bundle the scrimmage yards together. Probably like 50-ish. Okay. Next one, Jared Goff, over in passing yards. It's only at 267. He's going to have all day to throw. This Bears pass rush is just god-awful. They can't, they're dead last in sacks at like 16. He's gone over 267 four straight games. I think he's going to do it again. Nah. What? I, I think the run game is going to be too much where he doesn't need to throw for nearly 300 yards. Okay. 267, I, that's not nearly 300. It's not I, even that's a third of the way the there. definition of nearly. No, it's not. <laughs> it is exactly like two-thirds of the way there. Uh, how about this one? David Montgomery. Here we go. This is a big one. Last week, we cashed David Montgomery anytime touchdown. This is a revenge game, John. Mm. He said he gave it to Gibbs last week. 
He did. Gibbs told uh, everyone on the Amon or St. Brown podcast, Monty Williams said, hey, you want, not Monty Williams, Mon- <laughs> David Montgomery said, you want this touchdown, Gibby? And Gibby took it. Well, Gibbs is going to repay the favor this week in a revenge game against the for- his former team. Two touchdowns for David Montgomery, plus 430. Gibby! <laughs> Sorry, just you saying Gibby all the time. You can also get David Montgomery three touchdowns for plus nineteen hundred. I'm I'm just I'm that's not my pick. I'm just throwing it out there. Plus, How many you have plus nineteen hundred? Uh four more. I, I went I went wild this week. Really quick. To be quick. Justin Fields <laughs> over two hundred and three yards. They're gonna be playing from behind. He's gonna pass the ball a lot. Justin Fields to throw a pick. Not really any value here, but minus one fifty. He usually throws a pick uh pretty much every game he plays. Men's a men's. Keep going. Are, yes or no? Men's and men's, I said. Let's go. Uh, Justin Fields' longest run over 13 and a half yards. Perfect. And here we go. Last one. Sam Laporta over four and a half receptions. Had four receptions last week, and that was his quietest game of the year. Bears have allowed 60 receptions to tight ends all year long. Third most in the NFL. All right. What is it all together, the plus odds? Do we know? All of that parlayed together? Yes. Oh, my God. I, I would. You're a psycho for doing that. Thanks for listening, everybody. <laughs> That was the payoff, and I hope it was worth it.